Morning. Hello. Morning. Welcome back. Welcome back. We haven't done that in a while. Welcome back. Welcome back. back. Welcome back. back. Welcome back. Welcome back. No. And I'm just going to sit here. Okay. All right. Thought maybe you'd join mm-hmm. in this time. No. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of Being. I should be like, I'm your host. I know. I was about to say, it's your favorite host. <laughs> DJ. <laughs> Sorry. We the best. Uh, oh, wait. That was before. <laughs> Hope you guys had a good week. Check. Thank you for tuning in. Week. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Energy checks. All right. Energy checks. There I go. I'm on, I'm on the... I am on the accelerator. Where are you at, Dr. Tom? <laughs> I'm easily totally distracted. About an eight. I'm really hyper today. Really hyper. Okay. Just letting you know. Dr. Nikia. I'm like a four. Okay. Oh, all right. Dr. Yeah. Gaines. I'm somewhere in the middle of y'all. I'm like at a five and a half. Okay. Maybe six. Okay. Feeling. Feeling. Got them shoulders Loose. going. Got them shoulders. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, hey. I think hey. it's important. I know. I think I need to dance. Yeah? You need a music okay. break? Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's get it. Let's get it. I what song are we listening to? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what song will we be playing right now? What song? You still going? No song? Well, it's in my head. Okay. Because Latoya know exactly started it. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> you know, there's this conversation that always comes up particularly in the black community right where there's this conversation this pull and tug about religion and mental illness should i seek god or should i seek therapy can i seek both is there such thing as mental illness is it a demon um all these things that sort of stand out so i just i was feeling like we need to discuss this because this topic is very timely at best can we pause sure. for a second because i could have sworn my friend said demon demon with a d demon. you know demon. i think i might have heard that demon yes i did i did i put lord a, lord lord <laughs> so i put a good d on the end of that because you put a good old d on it <laughs> because did she just say demon <laughs> let's get yes. the demon out of you <laughs> I did I put a good D on the end of that a good D and so I feel like we need to discuss this we need to sort of check into this we need to look at it all the way around okay. all right Dr. Taj when do we start yeah I don't know such a heavy topic is it heavy I mean I, feel I think like it I is, think no? our personalities will make this light in some way, shape, yeah, or clearly. form because demon, demon, heavy with a D on the end. Listen, <laughs> it's a remixed word. It's a remixed word. You don't know nothing about that special demon. That's a special. That's a special demon right there. But like, I think our personalities will make this light because of who we are and what we bring to the table and our visions. And we have, we have, uh, you know, we all bring something different. So I think, for as heavy as the topic is. We'll definitely find moments to lighten it. Well, I guess maybe we could start with why the two don't go together or, mm-hmm. you know, why they've been thought of as opposing things for so long. Why can't you believe in God and pray, go to church 
and also go to therapy. Well, because when I initially think of church or religion, I won't even say church, right? I'll say religion. When I think of religion, I I tend to always think of the exorcist movie where they're going in and forming exorcisms to get rid of these demons. (laughs) And... (laughs) As opposed, and you know, they're calling, they're calling everything, everybody to this exorcism. So the, the preacher is there and all the church, a good majority of church members are there and they're exercising this, 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 this thing to make their loved one feel better or be better. And I just wonder if, because that was always the image or always what was done that it was just assumed that the therapy piece because you know the therapy thing came along a little a little while after and it's like that even that's not even necessary because we've been we've had this common practice for so long that we don't need we don't need therapy god is the way god is the one and only way no i mean i know less about i i haven't actually had many conversations with people about why they're incompatible. So my knowledge of that is a little bit less Mm -hmm. because yeah, I've never discussed that with any patient. So I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to hear what you guys think or have heard. Dr. Gaines. We had to take it back to the exorcisms though. Because that's where we, (laughs) listen, that, that was my first association of church and illness not to Are say, people do, go ahead. Does that still exorcism? Ha- does that still happen? Because I mean, besides the movie, I'm thinking in modern. I guess it probably does happen probably in does. some cultures, places. Probably does in the black church. <laughs> Y'all talking about exorcism is in the black church. Charles, where you go to church? I don't go to church. <laughs> Listen, I go to church, but I don't go to church where they form an exorcism. I'm just saying, in that particular situation, that's what. Looking at it from an objective standpoint, that's where I feel like people tend to get church and I keep saying church, but religion and mental illness separate. Like they're not, they're not two and, you know, they don't go hand in hand or maybe, go ahead. Maybe what you're speaking to is the idea that like I have heard clients describe like, you know, the person had the devil in them or they're being they're under the influence of the of a bad spirit or something but so maybe that's like what is kind of the contemporary version but like i i don't know do people have full-on exorcism ceremonies if they do they ain't saying it now they're not putting that out there now because then you're really gonna look a little crazy i think for some cultures within the diaspora there is this strong belief on, you know, spirits and demons and um, things that almost like you can catch, you know, like you can, they can come and sort of exist within you and sort of make you act in ways that are not normal, in quotations, um, or do really bad things. Um, So I think I think there's something to that. Um, I think there is also a lack of understanding of what 
certain types of mental illness is like when we talk about serious mental illness like schizophrenia I think there's a lack of understanding of what that is and you know how how it manifests and the symptoms of it I think when we think of historically um what people may be referring to when they say those things I think that was probably the most accurate description Mm -hmm. of it um but I'm still stuck on the exorcism thing, Taj. Like, I still, you still haven't. I can't sell you, you on something that I've never attended. I can't sell you on anything that I've ever, I've, I've, I've not seen. So I'm just sort of what was portrayed in movies. That's, that's my only reference point. So in those moments, you would have the pastor preacher whomever whatever whichever title that person was going by you'd have prayer you'd have members of the church body and they are over this body that is presumed to have a demon in it and 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 i'm not saying that that is good bad and different right but what i'm saying is is as it relates to the church i think that church tends to or religion, I'm, I apologize for keep saying church, but religion tends to view therapy as it not being appropriate or necessary if you have God in your life. Because, you know, you have the whole adage, um, God is with me always, right? And he's not going to bring me through something that he's not going to bring me out of. So you have people who are very religious and do not feel like outside of God, they need anything else to get them through life's struggles and obstacles. So how do you address that? Because you can't, it's difficult. Let me say that much. It would be difficult to be in this life without something more, whether it's coping skills, journaling, therapy, for some, even medication. You know, you have that struggle where you have patients that because of their religious beliefs and, and, and what they feel God will give them and bring them through, they can't be vested in medication, therapy, whatever. I don't, you know, whenever I have people that um, I talk to that struggle with this is, um, number one, I like to remind them that faith without works is dead. You better give a good word. And so... It's very important to pray and to be present with God and ask for the things that you want. But it's also important that you take, you yourself take actionable steps towards what it is that you want. It's funny because my pastor, who loves Facebook, (laughs) loves Facebook, posted this thing the other day that says, and I'm paraphrasing, something to the effect of, Like some of you are still in the same situation because you tried to shout your way through things you should have gotten counseling for. And I said, oh. What'd you say, friend? What'd you say? Oh. And how does that translate into our conversation, Dr. Gaines? You know, I think it's, I think it's what we're talking about is the process. You know, the process of still existing within your faith and doing those things spiritually that you need to do to feel connected to God and 
and connect to something that gives you hope for, you know, better days, but also what are you doing to join in with God in that process? So that makes me wonder though, like, so do people who might think therapy is either unnecessary or not compatible with religion, like how do they see spiritual counseling? Because I'm sure people go to their pastor, like your pastor said counseling, you know, he's endorsing counseling. So how do you think people distinguish from like going to talk to him, like for a counseling conversation versus therapy? I think that's where the whole stigma thing comes in um, about talking to people outside of your house, outside of your community about what you're going through. Because my what my mentor calls healthy cultural suspicion It's like talking to a white person about what's going on inside of your black home. Because I think when people think of therapy, they think of like going to talk to a white person. And so I think that it's easier to go to the pastor to talk because he's representative of your culture, your community, your spirituality. And it doesn't necessarily feel like you're putting your business out there. Whereas I think for therapy with people who've never been before, um, maybe have only seen it on, you know, caricature on TV or, um, you know, have listened to, you know, that thing about not, you know, sharing your business outside the home. I think it could be a little bit intimidating because they don't know what to expect. Right. Like I'm going to go in there and this person's going to call me crazy. Right. Or they're going to judge me. I think you have to be comfortable with therapy and that the person that you're talking to is an objective outsider that is not going to judge you. I think sometimes it's family honor too, to, to Latoya's point about like not talking outside the family. I have had clients say like, you know, when, when it, parents, when their kids maybe are having enough difficulty that they really feel like we, we just are at that point, we need some outside help. I have had people say like, this is not what we would normally do or like, it's shameful to talk about problems and you don't want to make your family members feel like you're disrespecting them. Well, some of it is like honor of the family is somehow compromised if you go to therapy. And it's interesting too, because a lot of the things people go to therapy about has to do with their family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, or um, for those that are in the church, it might be issues or difficulties within the church. Whether it's identity, finding yourself, particularly for individuals trying to find themselves sexually, their sexual identity, right? Because that's definitely one of those um, Mm -hmm. issues that comes up heavily in the church. You know, it's um, looking to heterosexual relationships, not homosexual relationships. And, And typically those things are denounced. So it's like, how do I, especially if I was raised in the church, how do I still fulfill that obligation that I know is right and true that I was raised on, but be true to myself from a sexual identity perspective? You know, it's interesting because it's basically what you guys are saying is like it's interpersonal problems that bring often bring people into therapy and it's like the source of difficulty for them. But then on the other hand, it's also their interpersonal relationships and socialization that makes them think they can't come to therapy. So it's almost like what you said, like how do we help people understand that being true to yourself is if you feel you need therapy, 
you should go to therapy. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, I know I'm, I'm needing some more support, but my culture or my social circle is telling me to just d- deal with it, pray. I mean, at some point, only opinion that really matters is your own. I also think that myself included, I will include myself in this, that prayer can be used as a form of procrastination. Say more, please. Like, yes, I will say more. So we get into this habit of praying for something. You know, we're praying for it, praying for it, praying for it. But And we're waiting on God to show us something. Give us a sign. Give us, you know, you know open a door. Make a way. Do something. But we're not investing ourselves in the process. So we keep praying for something over and over and over again. And not really taking ownership or any agency in the situation. So we're procrastinating getting to where we're trying to go by just talking to God about it, not actually doing anything on our own behalf. So then what would you say, Dr. Gaines, to um, a potential client, a potential uh, a, a listener who's out there like, okay, so I was born and raised in church and I have some have some work to do right but I don't know how to do the work I've just been praying to God and writing in my prayer journal and and I I know that or I've been told that God is with me and he will give me and bless me along my life's journey as 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 he see fit as he sees fit or as my journey sort of um continues but they're just not easily sold they're 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 sort of teetering on like I think I need to get some of this baggage I need to unload some of this baggage like I feel like this is heavier than God or the God that I've grown to know or grew up knowing how do you sort of speak to that person yeah well I think first and foremost it's it's important to accept where people are you know like just because you're coming to therapy doesn't mean that I'm going to now make you think about things radically think about things differently you know like I want to be respectful of where you are in terms of your beliefs but I also mean I also think that it's helpful in maybe exploring where those beliefs come from and how they keep you in the space that you're in that you're trying to get out of right so if the belief is that God will make a way and that's what you've always been taught which is true You know, I hold that belief also. But if you're in a relationship with someone, you're in a relationship with God, there's action on both parts that that needs to be taken. So God will make a way, yes, but also what are you doing to help him make that Mm -hmm. way? You know, Um, I get a lot of people up front who ask if I'm a Christian before they even decide if they want to see me or not. And I'll tell them. Um, but I also, but I know that my Christianity and my faith and my relationship with God doesn't necessarily mean that you and I will see everything the same way. So it's important to understand what the function of, of those beliefs are in your life and how we can use them to help you get to where you want to be. And part of that may be challenging that sometimes. Hmm. Okay. I think I think another piece, too, is like, I mean, and this is probably obviously therapy work, but like 
separating, you know, God will make a way and this is okay. I'm in this relationship. I don't like this job, but I'm just going to deal with it and God will work it out. I mean, how do we separate things like, you know, there's personality types or people who even from trauma just are used to struggling and suffering and they feel like unconsciously they keep repeating that kind of struggle or they don't know how to get out of the struggle cycle. And it's like they're maybe praying, but unconsciously staying in these dynamics that are not healthy for them. So it's like, how do you help people come to the understanding? Like, do you feel, you know, feelings of worthiness and self-esteem because there's God and there's religion and there's praying and being faithful. But then to your point about faith without works, like if you are faithful and praying, but then you don't feel like you deserve good things in life or you have this unresolved trauma and you keep putting your, you know, being in situations that are traumatizing you more. Like, how do we get people to kind of come into that understanding that you don't have to suffer? I mean, that might be a religious thing too. Like what's your definition of God? Do you think that God feels like you have to suffer or, you know, in Catholicism, I'm Catholic <clears throat> by family and like confession and pay for your sins and repentance. You know what I mean? And all of, all of that stuff does have an element of like, you've done something bad. And so you need to, you need to make amends or. I think, um, with that, I, 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 to your point, Nakia, I think the struggle mentality is ingrained for some, right? I think those that come to you seeking therapy are possibly seeking um, an opportunity to break the cycle. Um, because what tends to think, like, I think for me personally, grown growing up in the Baptist church, it's like God will not put on you more than you can bear, right? So even in those low moments, you're like, okay, God, I see, I, I write, I know you're trying to grow me in certain areas, you're trying to stretch me, I get it. But like, you know, you hit you 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 hit the big guy with like, why, you know? The big guy. And 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 you know, you're not supposed to question, right? So it's like, what do you, what do you, mm. what'd you say? You're not supposed to question. Not, I mean, mm. you know, like you know, it's for a reason. You may not know what the reason is in the moment, but like. Well, God must be sick of me because I be asking all the questions. I be asking a whole like, lot of questions me. all, all the time. Like, I gotta, I'm that student that, that the teacher's always like, she got another question. Jesus, yes. can you hear me? <laughs> it's me, Taj. <laughs> I got a question. I got another one. Back, Back again. again. Hi, hi, hi. Me again. <laughs> Just because I wasn't clear the first time. What what was that you said? I know you're busy, but. <laughs> Two minutes ago when I asked you a question, I got another one. A follow-up, a clarifying question. A follow-up. Yeah, I got a follow-up. So like in those moments, I feel like I need someone, a sounding board, to bounce some things off of that can sort of walk me through those nuances, right? So why wouldn't why wouldn't religion and therapy go together? 
in my it, and, and again it's just me it's just sort of my take on it but then there are just some people that are like nope god got me he brought me this far but but see that's the thing i think good therapy any good therapist is going to incorporate those things into the therapy mm -hmm. like i'm not here to take away the things that have gotten you this far i'm here to help you use them in a way that help can help you maybe navigate what's happening a little bit differently than you have you know the goal of the therapy is not to completely strip you of the things that you use to cope it's to help you strengthen those things so I absolutely think they can go together and I think that's a common myth in the community is that they're incompatible when good therapy will use it which community friend I need you to say it in the black community. there you go because we tend not to normalize therapy right and that is that is what we what we do right because therapy is very taboo you know, for all the reasons that we've already outlined and continue to outline. But it's like, how do you, I think that was part of what sort of drew us all together to start this, right? It's, therapy isn't taboo, nor is it a bad thing. You can have your religion, you can definitely have your religion. And like Dr. Gaines said, you can definitely bring it with you to the session I think because, you know, in therapy, you can help people like you can have your religion and God will make a way. But like helping people see patterns like I know that you have faith. God will bring you through, but you, you it's OK to have boundaries or like God's not telling you to like, you know, be this give, be this you know, man's place walking mat. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to be, you know, ginger about this. But yeah, God did not tell you. <laughs> you can't be ginger. To... Friend. You have to be clear, concise and direct. <laughs> right. You know, God did not tell you to open to answer that text again at <laughs> three o'clock in the morning. Yes, right? that, that... God did not tell yes. you to go to that cash app and put money in that man's account. I mean. <laughs> I'm making stuff up, but like <laughs> therapy can help you see where you, God didn't say don't have boundaries for yourself and care about yourself and do what's best for you and be in healthy relationships. God knows. And struggle. God needs I you just to feel see like that there, this, this is here. This here is recruiting season for cuddle buddy season as we, as it starts to get cooler, <laughs> like cuffing season right. has started. Like he didn't, he didn't tell you to sort of take all those. Hey, big head Texas and flip them. Like, no. Mm -mm. Hey, big head. No. <laughs> like, oh, he's coming back. No, sis. Matter of fact, God probably told you to run in the other direction. Exactly. What did Jesus really <laughs> say? Listening. What did Jesus really say? And he's going to keep showing you. <laughs> Won't he do it? He will. Won't he do it? I mean, that's the other thing. If you're very religious, right? You Or spiritual, you have, if you're intuitive and you're in tune with this this spirit or power or universal God, whatever you want to call it, you get signs about what works and what doesn't. And sometimes people, they just keep walking in a direction where they're getting signs. It's not the right thing. Or you ask, I think classic is, you know, you run into people and they say, you know, I asked God for a sign and he girl gave you the biggest sign. And you'd be like, but I asked, I asked God for a sign, like <laughs> something happened, but 
that wasn't a sign. Like I asked God for a sign, sis. What 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 you want him to like come and tap you on the shoulder? Be like, come, <laughs> let's 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 go out to dinner. Like, let's talk no, about this. It's like that that meme on Instagram where the girl's laying face down and the sign is on top of her. Right. That's the sign. <laughs> That's the sign that people are looking for. When maybe the signs are all along that you were talking to your pastor and your pastor said, "I know this person. I know this therapist that would be really good for you to talk to mm-hmm. about this." And you were like, therapy? Mm, no, I'm not doing she that. She don't know me. When maybe God is speaking to you through your pastor saying, sis, God is like, going to tell you something. <laughs> right? <laughs> right now. Okay, okay Shook Avery. Right okay, Shook Avery. Right you now. better get it yes. on Sunday. <laughs> he is. So, I don't know. You don't know? Go to therapy, folks. Go to therapy. So I think I think it. what we've surmised is that both religion and therapy can coexist together, right? They're not two separate things. One is not any more taboo than the other. But you have to be willing and be open, right? Because I feel like some people are slow, so closed mind to the idea of therapy for whatever reason, right? Um but they're so closed mind to therapy and that should not be the case. What were you going to say, Dr. Gaines? I just believe. Did you just straighten all the way are. up front and come in? Yeah, because I, I just believe that if we are spiritual beings having an earthly experience, right? Then it's not enough for us to just take care of the spiritual part of us. Like we have to take care of the parts of us that are that are existing with the spiritual. So that goes with the mental and that goes with the physical. Like you have to take care of all parts of you. Emotional. Yes. The emotional part of you, the mental part of you, the physical part of you. You have to take care of it all. I think sometimes too, like people keep it simple. Like how do you feel if you're in church and you're, in with your spiritual family and you're feeling faith field and you feel great. Okay, great. Jesus got it. Just let him take the wheel. He's, you know, he's always there. Just do what you do. That's great. But if you're feeling bad and sad or angry or anxious, like you can just go up based on your feelings that maybe I need a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm coming with some mess, right? Because I just have to. I'm here okay. for it. Are you here for it, Dr. Hamlet? Absolutely. Okay. So, we Kanye's Sunday services. We want to talk about it? Uh, you, you warned us. I, I, I said I was coming. I wasn't expecting I, this, but. I, I but told you I was I, <laughs> I, but was I, not informed consent. But I gave my disclaimer. I'm coming with you some did. mess. Okay. Okay. So last Sunday's, on last Sunday's service, him and his children was walking on water. At the end of... Walking on water. Okay, go ahead. So he... I, I love him. I love college dropout Kanye. I just think this new Kanye needs the therapy piece. He does, yeah. Because he's he's legit remixing Jesus songs. Like, can we just call a spade a spade? Like, he legit is remixing 
songs using the latest hip hop cultured songs. Are they good? I haven't heard probably even one. I keep meaning to. I would play one, but that would take us. We would go totally on another good Marco Polo tangent. And I don't think the people is ready for that. Can you send us one? I, would like I, I, to hear. I will do. I will do just that. I will do just that. So are, are you bothered by him remixing the songs, Dr. Taj? I can't say that I'm bothered. I can say that I feel like he's low key making a mockery. Hmm. Say more. I would assume or I can assume or I would like to assume that he was raised by a mother who was very into the church. Right. But you, how can I explain it? It's all in my head, but it won't filter out the right way. You cannot live this life, sir, and make this mockery. Like, I just feel like you can't, I don't, I, I sometimes get bent out of shape. If I'm being transparent, when these Sunday services come on or I'm scrolling through IG and there's an episode, I think what tipped me over the edge was last week when. Sunday service was going on, and I guess at the end, you know, him and his children legit, because Sunday service was held in the water. I guess the stage was in the water. So he, him and his kids, all of his kids, were walking away from service as if service was over, and they were walking on water. Like, you're, you're, I just feel like you're making a mockery, and I just don't like it. Like, if you want to remix songs because you're a creative genius, and I will give you that, do that. But don't walk away making, like, don't make light of it for others that are really vested in church in the belief of God. Um, no bueno. No, not, not cool. I just want to know what's the goal. Right. Like, what, what, what's the goal? Right. Here? Right. Because wasn't Joel Osteen in there? Girl. Too? Was he? <laughs> I think he had Joel I think he Osteen. did. I really think he did. He had Joel. The, mm-hmm, proverbial head tilt. I see it, Dr. Hamlet. Go ahead. Say something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was just thinking, though, like, this goes to the, the last latter part of how you started us off with, like, serious mental illness, right? So if he really has bipolar disorder, as people say, Assuming he's hypomanic or mm-hmm. manic, right? And this grandiosity, if you want to conceptualize that as like, you know, one version of mania mm-hmm. where you feel that grandiose feeling of omnipotence. And the, the need mm-hmm. to feel like you and your kids are walking on water. Carry on. Yeah, I so digress. Then, yeah. So is this like a guy who's just, you know, which I got, I know you guys know about this mental illness part, but is he just being like disrespectful, quote unquote, or is this really a symptom and sign of his mental illness that he takes it so far? And maybe it's not, maybe it's just a theatrical creative thing, but if he really does have a bipolar disorder, a lot of the things he does probably are attributed to this chemical imbalance or, sure, you know? And I think, you know, that sometimes where because there's not a lot of knowledge out there about the true symptoms of these disorders, they can often be looked at in a certain way that's not always accurate. So 
you know, I don't know how many people would have actually made that connection had you not explained it in that way. Because, you know, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, those things are not really talked about accurately within our communities. So people don't know. So my mom likes to call it off center. Love her. But that's a good description. She'll, She'll say, yeah, I think I think that person is a little off center. (laughs) <laughs> love her love love the cap how she captured it love it so isn't it more like poor little tink tink for us <laughs> for us having the clinical background in the training absolutely it's poor little tink tink but i also feel like separating right clinical self from practical self there needs to be somebody in his tribe that taps him on his shoulder like bruh Bring it in. Bring it in. Let's 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 go talk to some people about some things because this right here ain't it. But then the other thing we talk about, too, is that you can have that, but you have to be willing to do that. You know, like a lot of times we know people who need to go to therapy and we'll remind them like, girl. Did you go on therapy for black girls yet? <laughs> Find you a good one. A good, you seem a, good... a little off center these days. You're a little off center. Colored. And then they keep saying, yeah, 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 you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. And then they don't ever go. So it's like, you know, what do you do? There's not much you can do. Nope. You know, and even a lesser known symptom of mania is that some some people who get manic describe it as a feeling of euphoria. They're feeling great. Mm-hmm. until there's like a crashing low right but in the in the high part they feel amazing he's probably feels super creative he feels probably spiritually enlightened and so you go to him and you say i think you need some uh, help he might be like i am great i'm better than i have ever been mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's that lack of insight there, yes there was a um there's a show on amazon prime and of course, now that I bring it up, I can't remember <laughs> what it is, right? Um, but it's like, it's the series is all about these separate stories of love and how people fall in love. And there's one episode with um, Anne Hathaway. Oh, yeah. Who, who is, who has bipolar disorder. Did you see it? I show it to my students every oh, semester. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's, you know, when she's up there and she's in that euphoric in the state, grocery her store. life is like, yes, the grocery store. In the sequence. And I think she might have had a red lip. She definitely did. Mm-hmm. And in that euphoric state, your life is like like a Broadway musical. You're up and you're happy. And you're dancing and you're charismatic and charming and all of these different things. So good. That's a good episode. And nobody can, t- nobody can really tell you anything. People are drawn to you. There's like this irresistible quality to it. But then when the lows come, when the depression sinks in, it's, it's bad. So to, to Dr. Tasha's point before the insight, so someone like Kanye who might be struggling, you know, people who are trying to have be feel balanced and feel better with bipolar disorder or something like that. They start to know, like she knew in that episode, she knew her cycle and she Mm -hmm. knew how to like, okay, I needed to be super productive in college because I knew 
there was going to be a point where I wouldn't be able to get out of bed. So I would do all my work really quick and get it all done. Right. So like coping skills just look different. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know where you are in the cycle and you build in protections and supports for when you know it's going to go to the other end. But he might just be like lacking the insight or not wanting to do that. Or just not believing anything's wrong. Yeah. There's that. Right. I think when you have a certain income. So you better say all can, of what you're about to say. What is it? <laughs> One more again. When you, have a, when you have a certain income, I think you are afforded the opportunity to ignore certain things. But then bring a, bring a therapist to his house. If, I, if you have that much income, just be like, guess what? We got a friend. A friend came over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're going to they're gonna stay here for the next month or two. I'm going to sit right Listen. on that good piano bench with you while you are in your creative genius and process all of this. We about to do this, sir. They can afford would to I, do that. They can. Would I be Kanye's living therapist? What would that look like, friend? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, Jesus, folks. <laughs> oh, man. With me, with me, with me. Sorry. <laughs> Be getting them good plant-based meals. Okay, I Listen. digress. I don't know all them kids. Listen, though. they're so cute, but you wouldn't be there for that. You would strictly be there for counseling support. I don't know. You are an expert. You are not there to babysit. <laughs> You're not, but I, I feel like being in that house. Some kids Dr. get them Gates. running around. Listen, that house is huge. Like, I'm sure. You better hide in the pantry. Quit playing Dr. Gaines. You'd be lounging by that piano. So what we talking about today, Kanye? (laughs) Wake up, you got some Play-Doh in your face. (laughs) One of these kids. That's a lot of kids. That's true. The chef be like, Dr. Gaines, what would you like for breakfast? I'll have what I had (laughs) yesterday. Thank you. (laughs) The usual. The usual. Thanks. So, okay. Lastly. Yes, bring bring us us back. Sorry, I, we we do this though. This is we're us. all living with Kim and Kanye, listen, treating Kanye, listen. having a good breakfast. This is a whole. This is a whole thing. So how do we? How do we? Oh God! How do we flip the script on this? Mm, deep breath. You know the stigma is so ingrained. Mm. However, what I will say is, I th- I think I think we're making progress. Absolutely. I do think we're making a lot of progress. I. I just in my personal experience, I know more and more pastors who are starting to embrace counseling and therapy and mental health treatment mm-hmm. and are talking about it more, which is great. Um, I know my own pastor is like a big supporter of mental health, um, which is awesome. So I think that could be where it starts. Sure. You know, just to begin to normalize this within the church normalized therapy within the church because i think we all have said in some roundabout way throughout i think it's this, this whole self-care movement is helping too okay true i think you we know. all have said in a roundabout way that um and i just lost it but not really like i think in a roundabout way we all have sort of said that the two exist together but we just have to one make sure that the people or persons involved are willing to do the work 
because you have to do some level of work. Like all of this is not, wellness is not going to fall into your lap. Whether it's wellness through God or wellness through therapy or a combination of the both. So you have to do some work. The other part is having a level of insight, right? So I need, something's wrong and I need it to be fixed and trusting the process because no one process is the same. Yes, ma'am. Let's talk about that trust mm. because mm-hmm. this might be a little spicy for the saints, but if you really trust God, you better get it. And God is everywhere. You better get it. Why would you not trust him to be in the therapy with you? Pass the plate. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Why would you not trust him to guide you to a therapist that is going to be supportive and understanding of your beliefs? Absolutely. And your spiritual connection to God. If you really trust him. Sure. You're absolutely right. Right. And I think all of Mic drop. Mic drop. I think all of that is sort of what this episode presents for, for us. Right? Trust, insight, and willingness to do the work. Put in that work. Work, 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 work. Okay, sorry. Sorry. Is there a Jesus rendition of that? I'd have to tap Kanye for that. (laughs) I'd have to tap Kanye for that. Okay, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate your support. Do you drop us a line? If you want to drop us a line, hit us up at the doctors at being the podcast.com. Again, the doctors at being the podcast.com. Thank you. Yeah, not gonna bust out into a good hymn. Go ahead. Goodbye. I'll, I'll let you lead. No, no, not me. No, Mm-mm, I'm nobody's choir okay, director. I thought maybe Dr. Hamlet. I'll spare you guys that that remember that karaoke. I learned that <laughs> it's not what I thought it was. <laughs> this voice <laughs> thank you guys for listening we appreciate it all <laughs>